go. Voodoo. Bridget. Whoop. Round table. Your powers combined. It's the Juggalo Round Table. Ladies and gentlemen, and those that don't identify as such, welcome to episode three of the Juggalo Roundtable, where Juggalos get together and talk about Juggalo shit like a bunch of nerds. Off the top, I'd like to thank Shmeev of Juggalo Judgment for providing this episode's intro. I am joined today by four very special individuals. Hi, I'm Dustin. I'm currently working on a ICP D&D game. It's about halfway done. I just got to build maps. Hi, I'm Mustard. I go by Mushy Mustard on a lot of places. I'm the most active editor of ICP's lyrics on Genius.com, and I, I've transcribed like most of the EPs and singles from the last like five years. Yo, what up? I'm Rob. I'm the host of the On Again, Off Again podcast, What is a Juggalo? Where I sit down with my friends and just ask them questions about their lives and what it's like being a juggalo in unique circumstances and uh everybody's got unique circumstances so everybody's got an interesting story and i just enjoy listening to them talk about it and we have our returning champ Viron. what's up everybody i am Viron, and um i just spent a lot of money at spirit halloween and that's what i got going on right now <laughs> all right well let's just dive right into it shall we so the first topic that we have for today is which artist, Juggalo artist specifically, consistently hits you in the feels? Is there a verse or a hook that just gets you every time? Okay, so I this subject speaks to me because I really like Philly music, and a lot of a lot of things I watch and listen to are really feelsies, and those are like my favorite things. So like Twisted, you have. Uh, the songs that really get to me are like renditions of reality, uh, all of Heartbroken Homicidal, um, Love Don't Live Here Anymore, which I've always called Lib to Switch, because that's what the letters look like in my head. And just that first verse of that song gets me every time. But then you also have, because we're talking about Juggalo music, uh, Strange Music has a lot of those with Chris Calico with like, the whole album of Go, honestly. Stop the World and Happiest are the two, I think, the two most most songs that get that attention on that album. And then Hello Walls that was on Kicking and Screaming, where he's talking about basically killing himself, and all he has to talk to is the walls because of how lonely he is. I've always really felt that song growing up. I have. There's a lot. The one that sticks out the most, and Rob and I have talked about this on his podcast, um, I, I could sit and list so many songs and lyrics, and uh, Twisted and ICP always is the two main ones that always uh, tug on my heartstrings, but the one that, the song that always messes me up the most has got to be passed me by still to this day, over 20 years later. Um, that song actually kicked me out of like a, a heavy suicidal cloud i it was bad when i was a teenager i heard that song and it just kind of it knocked me on my ass and it it made me just consider everything and i remember still to this day listening to that song and just 
bawling my eyes out. And um, I, I mean, I'm still obsessed with the Great Malenka. It's still my favorite. I mean, obviously, it's still my favorite. But I, there's uh, anytime I see any of these guys live, truthfully, I always had this weird like shortness of breath moment where like I get super excited. It happened when I went to uh, the gathering and they they started Bizarre Bizarre when the intro kicked in. It's like it sucks sucks the wind out of me. It happened when I went to Attack of the Ninjas later on that week when you know the four of them came out together. It just like it it kind of knocks me on my ass and just sucks the, the wind out of me seeing everybody live. And it, it still does to this day. So those are the the two the, the two main things that just kind of fucked me up emotionally, I guess. Is seeing seeing any of the the major juggalo players live, ABK, Blaze, Twisted, ICP, and uh, Pass Me By is very much at the top of the list. I'd say it's probably my number one. I don't even know how to put it in words, to be honest with you. Life changing, emotional. Like that song still. If I were, if I'm, if I'm in feeling any kind of way, and I'm in the car and it comes on, I sometimes have to change it because I just the eyes start to well up, even if I'm on my way to work. So, yep, those those two instances. I guess. As far as juggalo music, to call myself out, I mostly only listen to ICP, but in terms of fields, like, the, the first Joker's card I listened to was Bang Power Boom, and uh, the song Verily on there, I always liked. I, I heard that in high school, and it was relatable to me, because there would be, like, people who I would just be too shy to talk to, and I'd be like, man, what if they just, like, died? And, uh, yeah, I like that song. And also, um, actually, The Iron Vowling, I think, was the first ICP song that actually made me start crying. But it was like, it's weird because it was like probably the 50th time I had heard it. But I was just on Genius, like, correcting the lyrics on it and reading along with the lyrics. And I think that was actually one of the first ICP songs I heard. But, like, hearing it for, like, the 50th time and just... I hadn't heard it for uh, in a while at that point, and just having history with who ICP are and like watching them do all this stuff, it was like, man, they like went far, and it's just a cool song. It's funny how sometimes a song can sound different to you after several listens, and it can affect you a little differently. Yeah, because that was like, you know, I, I I've been like very active on Genius, just like reading interviews, watching all the Patreon live streams, tra- transcribing stuff from the live streams, and just knowing who they are as people better. It just like made the song more meaningful to me. It's kind of a hard one for me because I don't really listen to Juggalo music for the feels. Um, you know, I got other music for that, but that music I don't listen to that much because it's depressing. <laughs> I listen to ICB because it's fun, you know? Um, but that said, there are definitely songs that get me in the feels. Um, when I'm in the right headspace and I think about it, you know, ICB always, I mean, ICB songs are very layered for me. And so they're funny and they're interesting and they're weird. And there is an emotional thread to it that resonates. Um, but I, you know, that's not at the forefront. It's not like listening to songs about, I'm trying not to talk about other bands too much, but uh, ahead, you know there there are certain things that I like about the songs and the emotional contents there. It's just kind of buried, and I was thinking, um, like one example is the song "Play with Me," which is 
a pretty straightforward story song about a toy feeling neglected. I mean, it's like an evil toy story, right? The toy's sad because he's neglected or whatever. But I was at a gathering one time, and I'm talking with my friends. And we were talking before ICB, you know, was performing. And I don't remember why, but we were just talking about, like, shitty parents and, you know... I brought up like my alcoholic dad and all that. And, and so when they were playing play with me, I was really thinking about my relationship with my dad. And, and so in that moment, it definitely hit me in the feels like, you know, and it's, it's not that that's just like a, a one-time thing. Like that was always there. And I've thought about that story in terms of the metaphor for abuse and neglect and stuff, but it's just, you know, I, that's not really the, the forefront for why I'm listening to this stuff. And Mustard, you don't have to feel bad that you mostly just listen to ICP. I don't listen to the other groups either. <laughs> so, but ICP and Dark Lotus is it. Like I said, there's definitely songs there that will catch me off guard, if you know, depending on what's on my mind. Um, but I think all their songs have just a lot of different layers to them that kind of resonate. And that's why I like it. That's why I've listened to it for so long. I'll tell you what, Jiggles is a big old softy. <laughs> Jiggles will cry at the drop of a hat. Yeah, I mean, every song you guys mentioned, I'm like, yeah, I've gotten choked up listening to that. I mean, I never really spent too much time thinking about play with me as a as a metaphor for abuse, abusive uh, parents or anything. But I don't know. It's just, there is a level of loneliness, depression, longing, and that comes out. I didn't. I certainly didn't come to ICP for emotional songs for songs that made me feel anything i came for the humor i'll be honest that was the first thing that tra- attracted me to it the humor and the the shocking aspect of it but it didn't take very long to find the the message underneath and that got me hanging on and now 22 years later the reason that i'm still listening to it is because of that emotional connection because you can hear in so many of of Jay's lyrics, that troubled child that I think mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say all of us can probably relate in one way or another to that. But what really gets me, um, and I mean, like I said, I anything will get me. <laughs> I could watch a movie and be in tears. I could listen to a song and be in tears. Uh, but motherfucking Jamie Madrox does it to me all the time. It's just specifically his verses, sometimes his hooks. I mean, songs like uh, Whoa, Whoa, uh, afraid of me, the world is hell. The original one, that that last verse on there, sad Christmas song. That song fucks me up every time. Between him and Blaze, I think a, a lot of what Jamie Madrox talks about is very relatable um, on some level or another. And I also think that the way he can weave a melody carries that emotion even further. And another person who really gets me a lot is Prozac. The first thing that comes to mind is that song American Princess. Man, it just breaks me down. I can't even listen to it most of the time. Talking about uh, the the girl that had an abusive father, married a guy, then he shipped off to to Iraq or Afghanistan, didn't come back, so then she's on the streets trying to earn money to raise, to raise her kid. Man, that shit just fucks me up. There's another song that he does called Just Like Nothing that's just gut-wrenching. Uh, mostly things because because I'm a dad. Anything that has to do with 
a father or a father figure, whether it's on the side of, you know, the father, the from the father's perspective, or if it's from the child's perspective, any of that shit just fucks me up. And I mean, I, I have a great relationship with my dad, and I always have, well, for the most part, not when I was younger, but we've always been amicable. But any time there's a song about losing a father or about a father being shitty or anything like that, it just, it hits me so hard. It makes me so grateful for what I, for what I have and what I've had with my life. And it always makes me think about, you know, what kind of father I am and what my legacy will be for my kids. I'm just a big gooey marshmallow. I just (laughs) tear up at all that kind of stuff. And I do it to myself on purpose too. I mean, when I'm not listening to to Juggalo music, I'm listening to you know Paramore, or I'm listening to later era Green Day, or you know just stuff that's just kind of emo. And I don't know why. It just I, I like to torture myself, I guess. We listen to some sad stuff, guys. <laughs> yeah, I agree with what you said about um, like I I came to ICP for the humor, and if I'm listening to ICP, like the, the humorous songs is usually what I'm listening to, but. I don't think I would continue being a fan of them for this long if ICP was only capable of making songs about killing and nutsacks and stuff. Like the deep songs are really important to the albums, I think. Definitely agree with that. Where do you think the common stereotypical juggalo archetype came from? And why do you think it persists to this day, even as the hip hop world largely begins to accept and respect ICP's legacy and contributions? Do you think the public perception of Juggalos is largely negative, painting them in broad strokes as dirty, lazy, underachievers who are undereducated, unintelligent, underprivileged, and often violent? Do you think the public perception and media portrayal of what a Juggalo looks like and acts like actually serves to influence Juggalos to act in ways to perpetuate the stereotype? Do you think ICP leans into these stereotypes? And most importantly, can a Juggalo be somebody that loves the music and believes in the message, but does not adopt the more surface-level characteristics commonly associated with the subculture? Or is it possible to be a fan of ICP and the surrounding culture without being considered a Juggalo? People who claim to be, you know, listen to ICP, be Juggalos, but are also very white, trash, and racist. And I think their music apply, uh, appeals to those people because ICP kind of grew up in the more poor areas and could be considered white trash areas. So their music appeals to those types of people. Um, However, I don't think it helps that there's literally a place called the drug bridge of the gathering like that. And like hepatitis, like stuff like that doesn't help. And then um, I believe they, they purposely paint these pictures of these people because they don't want people thinking it's okay to listen to this kinds of music because it goes against the norms and it goes against what they want normal people quote unquote to be like. I think ICP leans into this stereotype. I don't know why though. Like, I don't know what their purpose is unless they're trying to, I read an article once and it was saying that ICP uses their music to reach other people like lower income people and people that don't normally go to God about God. It was some Wikipedia article a while back. And I think that might be why, but I'm not too sure. 
I think there might be sub, some subconscious effort uh, to that. Not specifically that they are trying to spread the message of God to people. More like they just, they have a song strength, sense of right and wrong, good and evil. And I think that they just want to make sure that people who are living in or grew up in circumstances like themselves see that they don't have to turn out to be shitty people, that they don't have to waste their lives, you know, doing crime, doing drugs and stuff like that. Um, at least the, in the earlier days, uh, cause I mean, you, you set aside all the, the violent imagery and those first, eh, at least first four Joker's guards and everything in between had a very strong moral message and a very, you know, anti-drug anti, you know, violence towards people that weren't deserving of it. I mean, of course, you get the occasional random acts of violence, but there's definitely a line where people who have listened to the music long enough and are following along, they know what's entertainment and what's the real message. And then the other question you said, can you be a juggalo without leaning into these stereotypes or vice versa? And I think so, because... Even though I grew up in those areas, I try my hardest not to be like that at all. I need to go finish it, but like I went to school, I went to college to be a mortician. I had to wear a business suit every day to school, clean shaven, everything. It was the worst. <laughs> but <laughs> it just reminds me, I was listening to uh, Free Beer and Hot Wings, which, was, which is a, a radio show based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And they said on that show, I doubt any Juggalos own business suits. I'm sitting there driving to school like, I'm in a fucking suit right now. And it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't like the stereotype it's given. However, I know several people that fit that stereotype that listen to that music. I think it just appeals to them better and they don't want to better themselves most of the time. Especially the people I know. No. Where to begin with this one? <laughs> I think that's just who ICP are. I guess what Joe and Joey actually are in real life. They remind me of a lot of people I know back home in Pittsburgh. They mean well. They're not the most progressive people or the most up-to-date kind of folks. And they've always kind of been that. At least from my my point of view. Like, I know a lot of people earlier mentioned that they got in ICP because of the humor. I did it. When I first heard ICP was the Great Malenko, and what what snagged me immediately were the social um, injustices they were fighting, like um, how many times and piggy pie, and just talking about you know the struggles. I was going through the same thing too. Not you know exactly what they were rapping about, but I knew where they were coming from and I understood that. I think I think that they just this is their people. This is who they're they're comfortable around. This is. We're, we're talking 30 years of being around people. I don't even know how I'm having such a hard time wording this. They found their people. I don't think that everybody fits that stereotyping. I do think that the media has a huge part of that. And I know that's still happening to this day because even at this year's gathering, you had people walking around these YouTubers or whoever doing their podcasts who were finding the jugglers that fit the stereotypes. And I remember my first gathering. I caught out a vice guy. I was like, you will, you will never interview me. I don't fit your stereotyping. You will never interview me. And then every time I saw my 
you know, flipping them the bird as I'm walking through because I'm just like, you are purposely seeking out the people who check all your boxes. I get it. I get what you're doing. This is for clicks. You know, they don't want the clean person who's just sitting there, you know, with a can of, of, of Fago just chilling. They want the over-the-top characters. And I do think that, you know, in those scenarios, jugglers might jump in and, you know, act an absolute ass or put on a show just because they're doing, you know, they're doing it on purpose. And I do think that's how ICP used to be. They used to put on a huge performance and a show in front of the cameras. Um, not so much anymore. Uh, I think it appeals to that, like the poor white Midwestern group of people because they just they're speaking they're speaking from that point of view. That's who they were. So not anymore. There were a lot of parallels of what they were talking about back in the '90s that I very much could understand and appreciate, and that's what that's what kept me going. I mean, the funny stuff and the over the top violence is is what kept me. You know, like we said earlier, but um, yeah, I think. I think they found their people, and I think they're comfortable with that. I mean, there there definitely is a message of you can be better. I mean, Fred was that. Fearless Fred Fury was the don't let, let life pass you by message. Um, the media is still there. I think it's a lot better now about seeing the progressive sides of them. But I also think it's also a fad. I went to a flea market and sold a bunch of my stuff a couple weeks ago, and I had a lot of people people tell me that icp was currently in in style i don't even know what that means but that's where we are now 2021 i'll take it i'll take it as a juggalo it it's hard to grasp it because i i really don't want to offend people because like these are the people i grew up with i go i go home to pittsburgh and i still see these folks they're not even jugglers that's just how people are in the midwest and not just in the Midwest. I think that's what a lot of people also need to realize. That this stereotyping doesn't just exist in Ohio, Pennsylvania. It's everywhere. It's in California. It's in Florida. It's in Massachusetts. It is everywhere. It's in Hawaii. So I think their reach is, is, is a lot farther than a lot of people like to admit. But I don't know. They have a way of reaching people personally and... They're also the kind of people to walk. They're they're safe enough to walk around in their own festival without getting attacked or mobbed. That says a lot. My introduction to ICP was completely separate to the Juggalo world, where I discovered them through the internet and began listening to the music. And by the time I actually like would see like what the gathering of the Juggalos is and what stereotypes that has and stuff i'd see that and go like oh that's like not for me but i do think that like icp does perpetuate this well okay icp perpetuates the stereotype of what a juggalo is i think at different levels depending on what geo and history it is um and i think it has evolved a bit like somewhat recently i watched shockumentary for the first time and i was surprised how the fans were portrayed it was all like these punk 14 year olds who seemed like i mean, I mean to me it just seemed like they would let they like disrespected their parents and just liked listening to icp because of it, how rebellious it was and i don't know it just seems surprising to me surprising that's like the image that icp wanted to put out at the time but it's definitely changed a lot not not to offend anyone but 
there are definitely some people who like perpetuate the stereotype in a negative way where like I had never met a juggalo before listening to ICP, but I'll have friends who like don't like ICP and they'll say, Oh yeah, you know, I I knew jugglers going up and the ones I knew were like really mean to me and racist and stuff. And I'm like, man, that's like bad and impossible to me. But and that's certainly something that ICP like has rejected, saying like, no, that's like not what we are. I've been thinking about this for a while. I mean, obviously, it's why I started my podcast, right? Like, what it, what really is a juggalo was sort of my, you know, what I was trying to unlock with that show, right? And part of that came from a conversation I had. Um, I, I think Veronica was there. Our friends Ryan and Leah were there. Um, but we were talking about juggalo stereotypes, and I was like, what is a juggalo stereotype? Well, fat, high school dropout, fucked up haircut no job. I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> like, I am that stereotype, right? Like, uh, or I was at the time. I wasn't, you know, I was a high school dropout. I dropped out of high school. My senior year with a cumulative GPA of 0.9. So all four years combined, I almost had a D. And I was growing up, I grew up in a very poor neighborhood in Southern California. You know, a bunch of my friends were potheads. I didn't like drugs. But I hung out with the stoner crews, you know, and I was every bit of that stereotype. The thing is about stereotypes is that they are a process of limiting information rather than expanding information. So if all you see me as is this guy who dropped out of high school and who's overweight and all this other stuff, you're also missing the fact that I went back to school in my 30s and graduated from a top university with a 3.75 GPA. <laughs> you know, and it's weird that that can exist in the same person as the person who dropped out of high school with such a shitty GPA. But that's because humans are complicated. We're complex. We're three-dimensional. And we see what we want to see. And when we, when we take stereotypes and we think about them, we limit the amount of information we're willing to accept uh, our brains like information that already agrees with itself, right? So if we believe something, it's harder for us to um, receive new information that conflicts with that. So when we start thinking in stereotypes, which we all do, um, but it, it limits what new information we can process, what we can receive. And I think that's sort of the issue, right? So ICP knows who their fan base was, right? We we were all, or most of us, were teenagers. We all, or most of us, came from broken homes or from communities where that was the norm, where money problems were real, where you know there was dysfunction and there was a lot of turbulence and turmoil. It doesn't mean everybody, but you know a lot of us did, and so they tried to speak to that from where they were coming from and where they came from was in a pretty shitty spot, right? Like they, they were similar to us in that they were economically disadvantaged. They came from broken homes. They came from Detroit, which at the time in the eighties was the poorest community in America. And that was a real thing, right? Like, I mean, that had a huge impact on impact on who they were. And so all the swearing and the street sling and all that, that came with it. But I think that the leaning into the stereotype helped them 
sort of connect with people who were feeling alienated by pop culture. Because, you know, when, when I was getting into ICP and a few years later, the biggest thing in hip-hop was fancy cars and fucking tracksuits and um, popping champagne bottles in the club. I wasn't doing that shit, you know? I never would. That would never be my life. And uh, I remember I had a friend whose favorite song at the time was Bling Bling. And I was like, that shit's stupid. Like, that shit, how do you connect? What do you, what does that feed in you other than this illusion that you're one day going to have that kind of wealth? Um, so I think that was intentional. And I think Shockumentary, which um, blends the reality with sort of a fictitious narrative to try and get people hyped and try and keep some of ICP's mystique. Uh, I think it leaned into that because it wanted people to know that this wasn't for sort of the mainstream. That way, the people like us who are outside felt like we were our own in-group. We didn't have to be on the... We, we weren't on the outside because we were inside the Juggalo group. We weren't pushed out of the mainstream. We said, fuck the mainstream, you know? And so we rejected it. So I think that aesthetic and that appeal towards that stereotype worked. But it cuts with a double-edged sword, right? Like, now we're trying to get jobs, and people see Hatchman tattoos, and they go, oh, great, here's another fucking meth head. <laughs> you know? And it's like, no, you know, I just... It's just a tattoo. It's just music. It's not who I am. So I think it it hurts. You know, it goes both ways a little bit, and I think we all, um, not jugglers, but the, the whole world needs to work on sort of having an... Uh, a mind that is more elastic and more we can fit more things into the definitions than what we perceive them to be and once we start doing a little bit more of that the stereotypes won't matter as much um but i think uh you know that that idea of what is a juggalo is something that's changed over time and i think right now like veronica said it you know, people think jugglers are super woke, and it's like, I hate to break the news to you. Some of us are super cool and woke, but not all of us. Like, there's a lot of shit. And, uh, and that's just part of that relationship, that community building that we're doing. And I think part of it, too, comes down to, like, um, you know, there's uh, there's a song, Ancient Business, and Violent J talks about, um, you know, he says in the song something about his mom not liking his friend, and he'll go, yeah, but I'll you know, friends are hard to come by, but I'll keep what I can find, you know, like, like, yeah, they may not be the best people, but that's who I got, you know, and I think that kind of is part of it, too, you know. I have a friend who is a, um, a sexologist. She is a doctor of sex, um, <laughs> you know, uh, and she is very much not what you would think of as a juggalo. She grew up um, not rich, but not poor, you know, upper middle class, maybe. Um, and she went to college and she's a big fan of Broadway. I mean, she's very much not what you would call a juggalo. Um, but she is, she, I mean, she likes the music and she, she's part of the scene and she's got, you know, a hundred ICP shirts and all that. Um, so I think, yeah, you can be a juggalo without being that stereotype, but I think the stereotype was just sort of created out of um, sort of the aesthetics and the marketing and the way things were um, put out into the universe, that kind of wrestling persona that Violent J and Shaggy adopted as their sort of characters definitely fed into it. And I think you can be a casual ICP fan, like 
oh yeah, those songs are cool or whatever, but I'm not a juggalo. I mean, I hear that a lot. Like, oh yeah, I've listened to ICP for a long time, but I'm not a juggalo. And, <laughs> and I always ask people, like, what does that mean, you know? Um, and even when I try and get uh, some juggalo podcasters onto my show, they go, well, I don't know if I'm really a juggalo. I just do this juggalo podcast for four years or whatever. <laughs> you, know, like, you listen to everything I have to be released without, are you not a juggalo? Okay. Um, so I think it's complicated. I think Juggalo is an ad hoc label. People claim it or they don't. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, um, I I think uh, in the last episode of Dim Carnival, I think they discussed that question, and either one or two of them considered themselves not Juggalos at that point, despite liking pretty much all of what they listened to. Uh, and I thought that was interesting because uh, I I've always been hesitant to call myself a Juggalo personally, even though I I love listening to ICP and everything. Because, like I've said, my experience with ICP was never uh, connected to the Juggalo culture. But, like, um, and honestly, part of why I'm hesitant is because of, like, the gang label and stuff. Because I'm like, oh, if I'm public about that, will that cause issues? But not that that's a, I don't know. I, I don't know everything about that. But, but also, I, I think there will be, like, gatekeeping where people will say, oh, you can't be a juggalo. Like, I've seen people online say, oh, if you can't handle suicide jokes, then what are you doing listening to ICP and just dumb stuff like that? Um, but, yeah, everyone has their own definitions of it, and in my it's not like a... The definition of a juggalo, to me, isn't, like, a huge deal, but you know, what ICP have said about it, from what I remember, is, like, a juggalo is someone who is just open in mind who is open-minded enough, enough to listen to us, who is, like, willing to, like, see all the hate of ICP, but still, like, be interested enough to try to see what it's about and try to see what this culture is about. Um, and ICP have even said, you can be a juggalo and not even like our music. It's just become this, its own thing at this point. Yeah, I've spent my entire adult life kind of going back and forth between am I a juggalo or am I not a juggalo? I've always, I've always listened to the music. I've always enjoyed the music. I've always been all about the message and there are certain aspects of the, of the culture and the, and the stereotype and everything that I do really latch onto. And I really like, but it's hard because when I, when I first got into it, I was 19. I didn't have any friends that were into it. I was a juggalone. I mean, I learned everything about it, you know, from reading the liner notes on the CDs at first, and then every once in a while I'd be able to get to a computer and look online about shit. And it was always just like a scavenger hunt kind of thing for me at first, getting to know, like, I jumped in at Amazing Jekyll Brothers, and I'm like, whoa, this is the, the fifth Joker's card? What are all the other ones? So I, you know, had to go and backtrack and find out all this stuff. I watched a shockumentary, and I was like, wow, this is like a whole thing. There's tons of people that are into this. And it just steadily evolved from there. And so I think a year or two of getting into ICP, I was full-blown, yeah, I'm a fucking juggalo. I'm juggaloed out. I got ICP shirts. I got ICP hats. I've got most of the CDs. I went to the few shows that I could at the time. And I was all about it. And then, you know, get married, have kids. Um you know, you start dedicating less of your time to to it. And, you know, a lot of things fall to the wayside. And then you start going to PTA meetings. You start going to booster club meetings and parent-teacher conferences and 
all of a sudden it's like, eh, you know, maybe I don't really want to be seen as a juggalo when I'm at my kid's school. And, you know, then you try to get a better job because you need medical benefits and you need benefits for your kids and stuff. And something. well, okay, I, I should cut my hair and uh, I probably should stop wearing all the ICP shirts. And <laughs> But I think for the longest time, I didn't even consider myself a juggalo. But I never stopped listening to the music and I never stopped being into the culture. And then just recently, I think I've started to be more okay with the idea that, well, Juggalo is one label and it's one descriptor. It's not everything. It's, you know, it's something that you can claim or not. And it's just like being a punk. I love punk music. I am really, really into, you know, the the culture of, of punk rock and the message that, you know, most of it clings to and stuff. But I don't know that I can consider myself a punk because... I don't go to shows. I I feel like I can claim it because I am into the the genre and the meaning behind it enough. And the same thing with Juggalo, where I feel like I can claim it if I want to. And right now I do, and it's fine. I think a lot of the stereotypes have held me back. The gang thing was real for for a minute. I was reading at least once a week a a story in the news about some kid arrested somewhere and he was a fan of ICP and he was wearing an ICP shirt and it just got to be so much. I scraped the hatchet man sticker off my car and I haven't put one on since then. That was like 12 years ago. And I think I have one ICP shirt right now. And that was because my boss, really funny story. I was moving to a different warehouse and he had just recently found out that I was an ICP fan and so as a going away present, he got me a case of beer and an ICP shirt. <laughs> it's a size medium, though, so I don't wear it. But I still have it because it means a lot. Uh, I definitely don't fit the stereotype. I know I've known some people that do. There are a lot of people that do. The negative stereotypes, I mean. And I think the thing with stereotypes is that there's always a grain of truth behind them, but it's never the full picture. And I think that certain people like to lean into those just because it's fun or it's shocking. And especially like younger people or people that have just discovered it, that's where you get the more wilding out behavior or the people that really lean into the to the negative aspects of it. And of course, ICP is going to play into it because that's that's their that's their meal ticket. That's their their job now at this point. I don't know. I don't know if what I'm saying is really making sense, but <laughs> you guys all had really good points. And like I said, I didn't really prepare, but I'm glad you guys did because you all have wonderful points. So I think the the final question there uh, on this topic is, is it possible to be a fan of ICP without being considered a juggalo? Absolutely. I mean, on the, on the one hand, it's music and anybody can listen to any music and it, anybody tells you otherwise is a dumbass and that gatekeepy shit just pisses me off. But I think it's it's just like any genre of music. To be fair, my pants sag because I have no ass to hold them up. Same, same. Now I have a I'm getting a I'm starting to get a gut that pushes them down even further. Same. Not but, starting to, but you know. <laughs> some people call that the, the the dad bod. I like to refer to it as a father figure. Okay. <laughs> I had yeah, that's funny. Uh, I have, I've had a dad bod since I was about 16. So. Oh, there you go. All the benefits without the kids. 
I think people have gotten too hardcore into what a juggalo looks like and acts like. They've removed themselves from just the idea that if you really enjoy ICP, you're a juggalo. I mean, if you're a casual listener, and I do know people who are casual listeners, um, that's fine. You know, you you check in or like, oh, they've got a new album. Send me the last couple of EPs and stuff. I know people like that. But um, I don't know, for, for me personally, and I think this is why I've, I've become very recognizable to people, is because I've never adopted any of the stereotypings. I never felt that I needed to dress a certain way. I always just stuck with the way that I dress, with, I guess, an ICP or juggler flair attached to it. I think if you are a hardcore listener of ICP, you are a juggalo. It's juggalo day. It's gathering of the juggalos. It's not gathering of everybody who's been listening to us since Riddle Box. And I, I absolutely love wrecking stereotypes. So I wear my stuff probably more now than ever. I'm a military lesbian who's still actively a juggalo in 2021. I wreck everybody's <laughs> stereotypings and presumptions. So... When I when I come in rolling in with like you know something like this or you know a hat or a hoodie, most of the time now I get the you listen to that or they're still around, and I, it's it's now met personally for me more with intrigue as less. I mean, fifteen years ago it was just like, ooh, God, what are you? <laughs> why now it's like really, huh? They're still doing stuff like. Fill me in on what's really going on in that world because I had no idea it was it was happening. I'm sure more now that it's, it's in like it's on everything. ICP's been in the media recently as much as they were when the miracles thing happened. But yeah, no, I I had a second about you know the whole labeling myself a juggalo thing because I too was juggalone when I started listening to them. Um, I'm I'm stealing that by the way. It's pretty amazing. Take it. I, I, I just, it was good, right? It was really good. I just, I, I've always been a juggler just because I really love ICP, Twisted. I have so many things that have hatchet men on them. That's just what I like. It's, it's, it's like you said, it's a, I'm a fan of something and I'm me when I go to all these events. I don't feel that I need to blend in or I, I don't buy gathering outfits. I just wear what I have. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't go full tilt braiding um braiding stuff into my hair i don't i don't rock the spider the spider dreads and spider legs and i can't believe people still wear those i guess it's called we've actually come full circle on those never mind i take that completely back. i actually had those but, for um, a long time i, I would love <laughs> to see photos of that please i'll send them to you and i was that in my senior year of high school no, Please. it was from uh, Send them all. yeah, from nineteen through twenty four, maybe twenty six. No, even later than that, because when I started my my current job, I was still doing that. But I still the only reason I stopped was because it was too high of maintenance, and I had to work at like six a.m. And as much as I would love to still do my hair like that, it's not it's not physically possible. I just I don't have time for that, so I just shave I need it photos. off. <laughs> I will send I need you some photos. photos. Yeah. But yeah, now I'm yeah, I'm like the the opposite of what a juggler stereotype would be. You know, I like just last night I was at the high school football game with my kids. They play in the band and uh my me and my wife were there and we've got our our volunteer badges, you know, we're helps helping kids get out of the band room up to the stadium and 
you know, just T-shirt and Dickies, you know, buzzed head there with my wife and my kids talking to all the teachers and everything. And, you know, on my way home, I was, you know, listening to Piggy Pie. <laughs> just... It's what we do now. <laughs> yeah. Late 30s. That's how we're rolling now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like, especially the mustard. I don't feel discouraged from what you see. The documentary is, or the shockumentary, excuse me, is so old. And I think Rob captured it best. It, they were trying to half capture what was going on at their live shows. They're ramping up all the jugglers outside. And it, it, Shaggy and Jay are pretty much cutting wrestling promos that entire, the entire tape. I just said tape, Jesus. Um, <laughs> it, that got, entire it got me hyped because I saw that before but, I ever um, saw an ICP show. And it got me hyped as hell. And I was disappointed when I got there. And that's not what it was like. <laughs> yeah guys are really chill right now what's happening yeah also what you said about people just like seeing icp stuff and just being like intrigued like i've had that pretty much every time someone has found out that i listened to icp they're like what the, they're still around i thought they quit 20 years ago and they always just it's never been like a negative thing at least in my experience so far it just like reminds me like the last time i, I went trick-or-treating was when i was 18 years old and everyone who noticed how old i was at the time they were like oh that's cool that you're still trick-or-treating it's just like it's the it's, it's nice to see people like seeing things that are they don't expect i think sometimes how long ago was that when i was 18 <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on some of the mixed and contrasting moral and ethical messages that icp sends in their music Thematically, there is an overarching message of morality, integrity, honesty, and empathy. They, are often, they often use references to religion or spirituality to relay these messages. And yet some of their actions as people, some of the language they use, and some of their views tend to contradict those messages. How can they be against racism and prejudice, but okay with using homophobic slurs, talking in a disparaging way about people in the LGBTQIA community? How can they send a message of respect towards others, but make misogynistic statements. Do you think these mixed messages are confusing to fans and juggalos? And do you think this is a contributing factor to the presence of things like racist juggalo subsets? So I'll preface this to say I'm an atheist. I'm also pansexual and um, non-binary. My favorite music ICP makes is music like Thy Unveiling and Pass me by and crossing the bridge. I I really like the way they can preach those messages and get those messages through to people using uncontemporary tactics. But I think the F slur is really complicated in those situations because rap is in a whole use that word a lot to just talk about other people in general and not just people the LGBT. But then again, they also are rap, rap as a whole is also very homophobic. We see that a lot like nowadays with like Lil Nas X coming out and then the, the shit that the baby said and him getting dropped from a bunch of shows from it because of it. I think that I'm, I'm glad that they're learning from 
their past mistakes. I saw the, that interview where he's talking about what he said to Ruby about him being an old fool for the shit he said. But then I also really like when Ouija Max started, he started the uh, trans juggalos um, shirts he was selling for their for their charities. I think Mitch was on uh, Juggalo Judgment. He was thought he helped Ouija Max start that and get those shirts sold. And I think as much as they've really done a lot of bad stuff towards those communities, they're trying to change their ways. But it's not. It's like dra- they're dragon teeth to do it. This is a hard one. This is difficult to talk about because. I had a lot of um, conflicting feelings about this when I started to kind of figure out myself around like the mid 2000s. I, yeah, I mean, I was a teenager. I'm sure I said stupid things as a kid. It was very allowed, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I was listening to the Marshall, Marshall Mathers LP on the way to Spirit Halloween this morning. I don't know, even know why. I got like, well, I do know why. Um, we talked about going to a spaghetti a spaghetti spot in Detroit, but I listening to some of this was j- absolutely jarring. But I knew all the words to it, which was even more jarring. And I'm like, oh my god, I I know this. It's even the skits. I knew the skits. So it it was so normalized in the '90s, in the early 2000s, and then. I came out to figure out myself and I had this weird moment of like, do I abandon all of this stuff that I've enjoyed for all this time? And I've, I don't say put like emotional stock into it, but like, this is my thing. I love this. I think Monoxide touched on this a couple years ago. Was it last year? I think it was last year. Last fall. And I think he says it best. The way that he described, you know, they used it because where they come from, it was used loosely and they grew and they learned. And he thinks that it's unrealistic to still be stuck in that old mind frame and that they've grown, they've learned. They don't want to use it anymore because it's not, that's not them. That's not who they are anymore. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing because it's hard to go back and, and pick at stuff you know, we, we know where they, they, they come from. I came from a similar background. And I you know, I go home and people still call things gay and use the F word loosely in my presence, knowing fully well. So that kind of tells me that it's taken on a life of its own in a very different kind of way where it's not... I don't want to defend it because it definitely doesn't need to be defended. But I don't know. I... There are, there are times where people are using it absolutely derogatory, hurtful towards the gay community, LGBTQIA plus community. And I think that just people have had it in their vocabulary for such a long time that it's just hard to stop saying certain words for certain people, or they just don't want to. I've noticed watching Shaggy and the Creep that Keegan will kind of just shaggy or like you know he'll do the like cut it like please please don't do this don't we don't say these things and i think the word he was using was queer he made a joke where the punchline had the word queer in it and he was like keegan's like please please don't i think that jay has a different perspective on it because of his daughter which is really cool i think i mean the man went from you know being super homophobic and 
basically, you know, one-upping Esham anytime he was on a track to taking his daughter to a furry convention. Let me give him some slack, you know what I mean? He's clearly jumping into communities and, you know, trying to understand certain things. And the conversation that he had with Luigi, and I give Luigi all the, all the credit in the world because in the entire juggalo artist community, he is the first artist to... And I mean, he he went for the stars. He he not only did he acknowledge he's putting out his first piece of merchandise was trans trans juggalos, or I, I'm trying to think was was it trans juggalos or juggalettes? I think, I think it was a shirt. Was, yeah. mm-hmm. So that was incredible just for me to see that. Um, just kind of having to you know being excited about this, but there's just this this tiny little dirty thing that that's always lingering there. You know, like I want to show people Confederate flag. But do I? <laughs> you play that song, and you're like, "Well, yes." And then we get to the chorus, you're like, or the bridge, like, "No, God, no, 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 no." We've we're, we're charging full steam, great, in one song, and then just immediately just tumbling. And I'm like, "You couldn't have found anything else to rhyme with flagpole? Are you kidding me?" Uh, but um, yeah, I had I had my battles with it. I checked out for a little while. Um, truthfully, what really brought me back in, and it's all—it's always been oxide with these. Uh, he did an article back in, I think, 2006, where he said I had to stop using that language because if my, what if my daughter grows up to be gay? What am I going to say to her? And for that to be the, his mentality in like 2006, you know, that's that was pretty big for me. So I, I've always had a little little soft spot spot for Paul because of that, just because he seems to be one of the most progressive besides Ouija Mac artists on, on the label. Do I think that how they react to certain words and still using phrases and comments perpetuates juggalos to do it? Yes and no. I mean, the age group of juggalos is all over the place. So in my opinion, Personally, if you're still, if you're an adult still using those phrases, it's, it's not because ICP told you it was okay. You know what I mean? Like, we've, we've come so far and to still be actively using words, describing things as gay is just, you know, I've caught out family members like, you know how unintelligent you sound? And by the way, are you really, we're still using that? Yeah, I... I think people should just take own this and just, if you're going to be a homophobic person or a racist person, it's just, don't be surprised in the juggalo community when people come at you because I, yeah, I, 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 I can feel myself contradicting. It just, I don't know. It, it's really weird to see how hardcore they are about anti-racism, but the homophobia is just like, what? I, 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 yeah, because in my experience, if somebody is one, they're typically the other at the same time. Unfortunately, I, I hate this subject. I love the subject and I hate it because I always have something planned to say. And I just, I like, it's like mental Olympics trying to explain this, especially being gay myself and being openly gay while being a fan. Of this. I do, I will say there was a one time, um, I saw Twisted, and um, Jamie has the phrase, everybody seems to be a 
bag or a lesbian. And um, I got to a point that when I would see that live, I would point to myself. And if I had my friends or if I had friends there, you know, I would make a major scene. And he saw me do that one time. And he seemed very bothered by what I was doing. Just like, oh, like, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you're going to say these words, this is how I'm going to react to that. So I'll never forget that. Oh, like, I know these are lyrics from the 90s, but you guys are still saying it. So that kind of sucks. But it's a good song. So here we go again. Catch 22, contradicting myself. That's the, I hate that's it. the problem. There's always <laughs> a good song with a good message, but then there's almost always, especially with ICP, there's almost always at least one line of lyrics that's just... It takes you out of it. and it, Like you said, Confederate flag. It's like the whole song, yeah. Until the, the freaking flagpole. And it's like, God damn it. <laughs> Couldn't think of one word. There's yeah. so many things that rag with, rhyme with flag. Come on. Yeah. And I, there's a, a more recent song on Yum Yum where he says like, in good, he, I mean, he means well. He's like, all these terrible things that people yeah. say, but he's using all the words. I'm like, I don't want to sing along and say these words. I get the context of it. It's yeah. bad, no good, this is terrible. We don't want these people to actually die. But like you said pretty much all of them except for, you know, one slur. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I guess when it comes to this, I know they're not mega woke people. I'm not expecting that, but at this point I'm just like, ugh, all right guys, okay. At least a lot of the other artists are are not using these words anymore. It's not it's not nearly as common, but God damn it, ICP! Come on now. Stop. Well, that, that makes me think of. I just recently started listening to uh, the super famous Fun Time guys, and they use the freaking f word all the time. And I'm like, but wait a minute, this is from like 2019. <laughs> I mean, when I hear it in an ICP song from. 15, 10, 5, two years ago. Um, <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I know, you know, they're they're old and it old habits are hard to kick. And I mean, it took me a long time to adjust my language. But I mean, not this long. <laughs> but I mean, and then to hear these guys, it's like they're just starting out but, and they're using it too. I mean, I, I think they're, I mean, by their tone, it doesn't, certainly doesn't seem like they're really trying to you know they're they're trying not to offend anybody with it but they're just trying to be funny and everything which i mean on the one hand yes you can push comedy into the offensive zone and still be okay but it's such a fine line and i don't know if they're quite on the right side of it or not and this is why i had a hard time with gmo because i think he's a he's a very talented rapper um i've met the guy on several occasions and i actually told him to his face I might have been a little drunk, but I told him to his face, I know why you say these things. I'm a lesbian. I know why you're saying these things. You don't actually feel that way, do you? And he was like, no. And I'm like, but I know why you're doing this. He's like, yeah, this is, you're trying to be a, a mega edgelord. Like, the Eminem aesthetic is not... It's a different times, my guy. We're not doing these things anymore. And I think... I don't want to misquote, but I... I I had read somewhere that somebody from MNE tried to like talk him out of being a little try like don't be as homophobic guy like you could still be super talented and convey your message and and be edgy and you know shocking you don't have to use these 
these words or lyrics, I guess it went right over his head or one ear out the other, and he just stuck to his guns and, and stuck with it. Sucks. He's a talented guy, but a lot of, like a lot of the people who listen to Twisted like, were a little bit older, tired of hearing some of these things. Yeah. See, that's why I don't like cops in that much either, because of that same mentality. But I, re- I also that's why uh, I like Macklemore because he's very against people that do that. Like he doesn't use that at all, and he also has songs talking about how his uncle's gay, and he fully supports gay people, and he hates the fact that people are always behind their keyboards calling each other, you know, the F slur and all that stuff and how it's not okay for rap and how toxic it is in rap society today. Apologies in advance. Cause, um, I have a lot of thoughts on this, but they're going to be all over the place. Cause there's a lot of questions. That's fine. And a lot to talk about, I guess first I'll kind of go off what V1 said a little bit where ICP have never, to me, ICP have never come across as people who, just try to say the edgiest thing possible to try to shock people most of the time at least like i think usually when icp says shocking things the first thing the first thought is let's try to be funny and then if it ends up shocking like that's just how it comes across and i think i think jay and shaggy just don't realize that not to defend what they're saying they really shouldn't say these things anymore but i think they just don't realize that the words they can like using certain words can be hurtful because in the past few years, like, they've still been using homophobic slurs, but they've been trying to, like, use them in ways that aren't homophobic, which they just don't realize they shouldn't do. Like, with the yum-yum thing, they're saying it to say, oh, yeah, homophobia is as bad as racism, but here's all these slurs that we're going to say. And it's like, Jay, I know you wouldn't say the N-word. Don't say those other words. It's, like, not that hard. I think I, I think they're getting better, and I hope that... I hope that Yum Yum will be the last homophobic slur on their albums. It probably won't be, but after after that interview, and I, I'm sure, I, I assume like people in Jay's life have said to him like, "Hey, you should like stop doing this stuff." And yeah, I just hope it'll get better. Just to touch on like the first question of this discussion, um, how can I have an overarching message of morality, integrity, and honesty? This is like pretty unrelated to all the other stuff we've been talking about, but Jay, Jay and Shaggy know that they're not perfect. I've, there was some interview where Jay said, like, oh, no, I don't, I, I don't think I'm going to get to heaven just because we have an album telling people to get to heaven. Like, every person individually is, has their own morality, and just because you listen to us or because we're saying these things, like, that's not our ticket to Shangri-La. This is our individual morals that decides that, and we're just trying to help people with it basically um but yeah jay definitely has a history of homophobia with whether or not he'll admit that he's he's ever been homophobic but I, I i hope he's getting better and i think he is i think sometimes it has like had really bad effects where i think for years some juggalos believe that oh yeah homophobia that's juggalos are allowed to be homophobic because icp are homophobic and so I think it definitely can send these harmful mixed messages that they aren't aware of. Where in, in 2006, there was that supervillain song. And at the time, ICP's website put out a statement saying, like, yeah, we knew the song was bad. They got emails saying, oh, how can you be so against bigotry but be bigoted in this way? And ICP's management put out a statement saying, like, oh, yeah, we just 
they just kind of were saying that to be super villains and it was trying to be funny but then they didn't put out the song because they realized it wasn't but like that message doesn't get sent to everyone people just they'll hear the music and take it at face value and it can be really harmful also that song is bad they shouldn't have made it yeah, yeah they they said what they said they can try to backpedal all they want by saying well we didn't release it oh we were just trying to say as much fucked up shit as we could to yeah yeah i'm, I'm, not, I'm not defending the song at all yeah no no but it's yeah I, I remember that 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 statement from psychopathic at the time and it was just like come on i mean you said what you said i mean it doesn't matter if it was released or not you recorded it with the intention of making it for your album um and also like i'm only 20, so i've i've been i've grown up in a place there where like, i know things are bad <laughs> and like part part of what i think prevented me from being open about liking icp is just knowing like oh icp is okay with saying these words maybe i don't want to tell people i like icp but i think listening to podcasts like this and knowing that oh juggalos do care about this stuff it's, it's been really cool you know some juggalos do yeah i've seen some really shitty stuff but yeah, I like, just don't go to <laughs> exactly I, I i like to think that where we're at right now we exist in a the, the nice neighborhood of the juggalo world <laughs> man yeah i've i've had i've had fagel lovers comments when that ouija max shirt came out and i was like i'm staying away from fagel lovers yeah it wasn't always like that either that's no, actually how no. rob and i met Figure lovers used yeah. to be cool. Mm-hmm. Where some of the cool kids went out, and yeah. I don't. I it took like a nasty dive after the split happened, and then everything became super political. And then there were like divides, oh, and it, it was just it became really bad. And right I don't now. even. Every now and then, if I feel, I don't know. I, maybe it's a of masochism. I like to go on there and just like scroll through and read some of the comments. Like, oh god. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like coming down this this side road. I don't, I don't know. Wrong turn. My bad. Yeah. We're going back home. Nope. I don't want to be here. But I will say at least at least that brought you you into my life, Rob. I never joined the conversation, but I was always reading them. <laughs> Veronica's lying to you guys. That is not how we met. That's how I you met you Ryan. There. But I did you talk to you on Fatal Lovers. I did. But uh, Veronica and I actually met. Gonna, I'm going to out you right now. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but she's hella gay. <laughs> <laughs> and, shocker, uh, shocker alert. When, when she moved out to LA she sent a message to a Facebook group that I used to pop out on called Chega LGBT and she's like hey I heard one of you is from LA let's hang out um, and so we became friends that way and uh, this is a pretty interesting point to bring up because they're talking about the supervillain song when I was managing that page I would regularly get Juggalo sending that song to that page and being like you're not juggalos and it's like bitch i've been in this fucking juggalo community longer than you like fuck off but i think that is something that some juggalos have had a hard time with and i think part of that is because we when we latch onto an identity and we form our own identity out of something external like being a juggalo right like ICP's music is external to me, but it's part of who I am as a person. And I form this identity around it. When people do that, they form really rigid ideas of what it means to be that kind of person, right? What does it mean to be a juggler when I am X, Y, and Z? And so I think sometimes these people who are homophobic and racist or whatever, and they attach to this stuff, they don't know how to deal with other people connecting with it in a different way. 
right? And uh, I think, like, the morality and stuff like that in ICB's music is a cornerstone to who they are as musicians and artists. And I think it's why it is, like Justin said earlier, they said they were atheists, but that they still really like those spiritual songs. I'm atheist also, and I love their more religious themes and the more religious songs because it it provides an outlet for me to think of like spiritual matters in and morality in sort of a metaphorical way without having to believe in something, right? I don't have to believe in a god to to hear a story about a magical being. And uh, so I think that's a major part of it. And I think they are hypocritical and contradictory when they make anti-racism a keystone of that morality, but then they go on and they're very misogynistic and they're very homophobic. And that's something that, you know, I've had to wrestle with and deal with. And there was a time when I didn't really tell people like, oh yeah, I'm a juggler. Or I'd go on a date with a girl and she'd be like, oh, what kind of music do you listen to? And I'd be like, let's not talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we'll we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Don't worry about it. But it is something that, you know, we have to, we have to find a balance with. And I think um, as far back as the race seminar, where Violent J stops mid-sentence and goes, fuck, I got a really homophobic way of talking and I don't mean it like that. Like, even back then, like, he heard it in his own words that he was being homophobic and he stopped himself. Um, It didn't stop him from then going on to say other homophobic things. Um, But, you know, you could see the the gears in his brain turning and he he wasn't trying to exclude queer people from the Juggalo family. You know, he was just using language that he uses, and he wasn't really kind of coming to terms with that. And I think the same thing is true with misogyny, right? They use a lot of misogynistic words. A lot of misogynistic ideas come into their music. Um, the song Vomit, you know, he talks about this woman who had sex and was successful, and how dare she, you know, and it's like... Well, that's a misogynistic concept, you know, in and of itself. Like, so, you know, those things are, you know, we got to kind of um, push and pull on that. It's it's hard sometimes, and it's hard to share their music with people because of that, right? But also, I think they've built this community where I've talked to women at the gathering who walk around completely naked, um, and they feel safer in a group of guys who are drinking and on drugs and who are expressing violent, misogynistic lyrics um, than they do walking around fully clothed in public, you know, because they know that the men there aren't going to exploit them and hurt them and, and all that. Um, or they feel that way, at least, you know, and, and they know that if somebody does do something appropriate, and I've seen many many shows where a girl yell at some guy and like, don't grab my ass. And then the guy gets dumped, you know, or, um, and at other shows, I don't see that. And it's not that I, I think men aren't grabbing women's asses in other shows. I think it happens everywhere. But I think in the juggler world, even though ITP themselves express these really misogynistic and homophobic content, the fans are, are past that. And, and, to a, you know, varying degrees or mild, but I think that 
sort of the the crux of like what this community is and why it's so weird and complicated. And I think too that um, like I I hate the word problematic, and I think a lot of times when people use the word problematic, they use it to minimize people's bigotries and they'll be like oh i know this song is problematic but i like it and then they kind of just leave it there and it's like no that song is racist and homophobic or that song is misogynistic or you know name it the problematic element is why what else does it give you right and so icp are homophobic and icp are misogynistic but they also provide this other thing this community and this soundtrack that appeals to so many people who are of the oppressed communities that they sometimes are bigoted against. And so that is problematic, right? Um, that's like the true definition of what that word is supposed to mean. And, and so I find that really interesting. And for years I've been active on Jugga LGBT and I'm drawn towards communities where queer people and women are sort of prominent. And I, I think that's because that's just where I feel most comfortable and what my, my life has been even though I'm not queer myself, I grew up in, like, my high school was very different from most people's high schools. Um, people didn't get bullied for being gay at my high school. We all used the slurs the same as everybody else. But, like, it was nothing to go into a bathroom at my high school and see too many feet in the bathroom stalls because people were having sex. The student body president was in the drama club, and she was dating the head cheerleader. <laughs> like... The, you know, they were prom queen and king, even and not in, like, a mean way. My high school just had this, like, we don't give a fuck attitude. But that's Southern California in the 90s, you know? We were being pushed all of this um, multiculturalism and acceptance. And um, and so I think that had a part of it. But so I didn't really grow up with people, like, bullying people or harassing people or violently uh, assaulting people from being queer. And so I grew up with a very different relationship to LGBTQ people than, you know, some other straight people who uh, maybe didn't have a whole bunch of lesbian and gay friends, you know, or, you know, I, I, I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but I think that, you know, we, we seek out people who reflect the world that we're used to and I think that in the juggalo community, it's kind of the same. I wish ICP were better about not using homophobic words and misogynistic words. And, um, you know, but even I'm guilty of that. Like, I mean, I used the word bitch earlier and, uh, you know, that's really something that we shouldn't use either, you know, and we haven't as a society really dealt with that yet. Um, but we will someday. And, uh, you know, cause it is a misogynistic word, right? Like, um, we all, I'm not going to, for you guys in there, but um, I use it, and I know I shouldn't, and uh, it, it's not that I hate women, or that I think of women as bitches, um, but it is a complicated relationship to that word, and um, I think that's something that I'd be, have been struggling with. Um, I wish that they would see it the same way they see the N-word. Um, they don't. They never have. I mean, I, even on Carnival of Carnage, they use the homophobic slurs, but they use it in somebody else's mouth, right? Like, so they're they're using it to when they're talking about a a rich asshole who's a piece of shit. You, um, they're like, "Oh, your son is a fag," you know, and, and it's not 
it's not them calling the kid a fag. It's them saying like, that's a big deal to you that he's gay, you know? And it's, it's that com- complicated relationship to that word. I don't think it should be there. It definitely makes it harder for me to go up to people and be like, check this song out. <laughs> you know, I could go around circles all day on that, but I, I wish they were better about it. I like what Monoxide has said about his kids and, you know, and, and I like what Jay has said about his kids, you know, telling him to do better and not to defend himself, you know, but then they still put shit out. So it's a work in progress. They are a work in progress. And I think we have to allow for people to fail. Um, but we also have to call it out, you know, and I, when I was more active on Fago lovers, if I saw people using homophobic or racist words, I would be like, that's, that's gross. Don't do it. And then I, or I'd be like, homophobia aside, I agree. Or, you know, I would call attention to the slur and it would be a big deal to some people. They'd be very defensive about it because they were not used to having to address why that word was important to them. And I think when you hold on to those kinds of words in, in spite of people like responding to you, um, there's a reason for it, you know? And, and like, if, if people called me out earlier when I used the word bitch, I would have been like, ah, fuck, you're right. <laughs> you know, like, ah, it's, it's stupid and I'm stupid and, you know, but nobody does. Nobody calls people out for that word. So it doesn't have that same relationship. But I don't know. It's just complicated. It's all complicated. People are fucked up. People are pains in the ass. Or not. We do shit that we know is wrong and we do shit that we know we shouldn't do. But we still do it, and and we hope that uh, we hope that we're always getting better. I didn't um, know that super famous fun time guy was still big on the homophobic slurs. I knew Gmo was, and uh, I just couldn't get into his music because I think using those kinds of slurs to be shocking is like super lazy. Like anybody can be shocking using those words, but there's no ideas behind it. There's no depth. If you can be shocking with your ideas, I think that's way more interesting and way more appealing to me. And I think that's why I like ICP so much because some of their ideas are way shocking to the status quo. Like an idea that we're all family is shocking to the status quo, right? That's something that most humans can't get into. Um, most of our, especially in our capitalistic go it alone bootstrap kind of mentality for our country the idea that we would look after our family and and a family is just anybody who happens to like the same band you know um that to me is shocking and uh, i wish more more artists would be shocking with those kinds of ideas and less with just here's here's a word that i know is going to piss people off um but that's just my two cents all right. I'll just say that I am a straight white male, ages 40 to 45. Um, it's always a hard subject for me because growing up and in high school, I mean, all sorts of words were thrown around. I mean, where I grew up and even with some of my family, I mean, even, you know, the N-word or, you know, any type of racial slur was, I mean, it was all cards on the table. And I can't say that I've, you know, been 100% innocent of any of that my whole life. But I've certainly, you know, learned um, throughout my life. 
the the homophobic stuff though and especially in rap music is so pervasive it's so in your face because it's always been there and rap is about bravado and it's about bragging and it's about masculinity and it always has been i mean it's getting a lot more varied now and a lot better but that's where the roots of it are it's always been like hey look at how much of a man i am look how big my dick is look how many bitches i got and it's always that kind of mentality and so the 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 worst insult that you can give to a guy like that is to say well you're gay you're not you know super masculine and that's like the worst insult and i think that's the root of where the homophobia in rap music comes from and it's just it's a quick easy insult and like rob said it's lazy it's totally lazy it's you know going back and forth with somebody you know insulting each other and oh well you're gay oh, well, whatever, you suck so-and-so's dick. And it just goes round and round with just the the gay stuff. And and I know I've been in circles like that. I've been at workplaces like that where it's just constantly just gay insults being thrown at everybody. And it's just because it's it's an easy way to just get somebody's goat and be funny about it and get some laughs from your coworkers. And it's gross as fuck. And... I mean, I can't say that I've never participated because well, we're all young at some point and we all don't know any better at some point. I remember that my niece actually called me out for saying something was gay. And she's like, you shouldn't say that anymore. And I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I, I should be. Why am I still saying this? And this, But it was in the 90s. That's That was a word. That was common vernacular. And it's hard to adjust language that you've been saying for your whole life and the older you get the harder it gets to adjust that i'm not expecting icp to ever stop using those slurs it's never going to happen they're doing a lot less i think they're they're conscious of it they're they're aware of it they know that they shouldn't be doing it but it's still going to happen and i think what they're doing more often now is just trying to in their eyes, lessen the impact of it, like the slurs on that song from Yum Yum, or like Monoxide did it too when he called a cigarette a fag. I mean, it's it doesn't make any sense. I mean, why would you even do that? I mean, yes, cigarettes used to be called fags in England. It's just, <laughs> I mean, that joke is so sixth grade. I don't know why he would have said that, but yeah, it's it's tough. It. So much of that music has so much in it that I that draws me in and that I really feel and I have a strong emotional connection to. And then there's just those words in there or those sentiments in there that, you know, at the time it just blew right by me because it was just like, well, whatever, you know, everybody says that. And that's just what they're saying. And now I'm listening to it and I'm just like, oh, God, I really wish that wasn't in there. I mean, I'm still going to listen to it because, you know, I have such a strong connection to the music in general. But now it's just it comes with a little bit of I don't really want to say guilt because I don't feel guilty for for liking what I like. But I feel just a little bit of, I don't know, irritation, I guess, just that like, fuck, this thing that I really like has these things in it that I don't really like. Yeah, I don't know. It's. It's tough. I think everybody's getting better about it. Well, and I it think, I, not to interrupt you, Jiggle, but oh. I think, too, we have this idea of, like, woke or progressive ideas versus, like, racist and homophobic ideas. 
but everything exists on a spectrum. There's no such thing as a binary, right? Like there's there there's slight. Everything is a sliding scale, and sometimes ISP are better, and sometimes they're worse, and it kind of moves back and forth. And I think that's true for all of us. And I think it's, I think that's why it's so complicated. That's why we're we're struggling with it because the messages and the ideas that are in there are valuable, and they're things that have gotten us through hard times. And there are things that have brought us together and there are things that have helped us resolve our own personality conflict, the things that are deep within ourselves that we're struggling with. And, and then there are things that we don't like, you know, and it's just, it's just part of the journey because everything is too, com everything is more complicated than yes or no or on or off. I don't know. I, it, it's, it was very common language back then. It sucks, so that's, oh, yeah. that's what I, I, I keep going back to. But I will say this. If you guys, it, not to compare it, but listening to the Marshall Mathers LP this morning, compared to the sprinkling that was that kind of language in ICP's earlier stuff, like, it was bad, but it wasn't like full blown songs and skits where it's just like uh, there were a couple. We had Slim Anus, right. but I mean, a whole album. Well, I'll say the whole thing. A good half of that album is just like, oh my god, I cannot believe I was saying these things in two thousand, and like everyone was cool with it. I, I, um, I know Dustin mentioned earlier that um, I, I know I know a little bit about the whole. Uh, Little Nas X and the baby thing, but like, if a rapper, first of all, the idea of a gay rapper in 2000 would never have happened. <laughs> and secondly, anybody making fun of that rapper getting canceled would never have happened back then. You know what I mean? Okay, well, to finish things off on a more lighter tone here, I have a surprise gift for you guys. Ooh. I have a word association game. So I'm going to give each of you a word and you just tell me the first thing that pops in your head. Uh, this Dustin. Is, this is what I've always wanted for Christmas. Thank you. Oh, great. It's a little early. Um, it could be an early Halloween present. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Okay. Dustin. Stomp. Teeth. Oh my God. Ouch. Okay, well... I would have also accepted Woop Woop. <laughs> My next guess was Curb. Curb. Ah, yeah, the, the classic. <laughs> Veronica? Light. Monstar. Okay, cool. I also would have accepted uh, Who the Fuck is Light? <laughs> uh, Rob. Choco. Clownitis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh another acceptable term would have been uh dirty ass socks. Yes. <laughs> Mustard. Xanoffs. Eat. <laughs> okay. Also uh acceptable would have been um I'm down to only three people a day. Dustin, genie pants. Shazam. Okay. You could have also said um, that you play the flute and make your dick dance. That's not one word. I didn't say it had to be one word. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Veronica, <laughs> Kelly Green. All the alternative kids. Yes. Chain wallets and skateboards. Uh, Mustard. Juggalo love song. Love song? Just love song? That's the first thing that came to my head. I don't know. I'll accept that. Rob. Water balloons. I don't know. She had titties like water yeah. balloons. My boys used to swing uh, off them like yeah. balloons. Should have given me that one. <laughs> that, that. Full disclosure here: my wife helped me come up with like half of these. Oh, I'm impressed. Me too. This feels like a pop quiz. <laughs> Dustin, your word is Mars. The worst Dark Lotus album. Oh, uh, hot, uh, hot take. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> Disagree, sir. Uh, Veronica, trapped. I mean, other than the shitty butt rock group, I. Oh, you're you're, you're, you're thinking of T R A P T or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. That no, is no, awful. no. That was. I it. hate that that came to mind. Oh, I'm. Truthfully, the only other trap that came to mind was "Trapped in the Box," and that's an old No Doubt song. I got nothing. I am so Which disappointed. I am so disappointed. the The proper answer would have been, "I want some head ho." Uh, oh, God! I really damn thought you had it. this one. No, oh, oh we were so. Oh. Oh. You're no longer a juggler. <laughs> Give me your Taking card. Taking the jersey out. I'm going <laughs> yeah. home. Leave your badge and your gun at the desk and leave. <laughs> Mustard. Your word is. Pumpkin. Heads. Okay. Hey, just to make Eric mad, I want to change my last answer to I like it rough. Yes. Which brings me to Rob's next word. Panties. Panties? Well, I'll choke you with your panties. (laughs) I've been waiting for it. I'll (laughs) choke you with your panties if you choke me with your panties. Uh, yes. It's a small world after all, but just choking with panties. Uh, Yeah. It's, you know, so what I've learned here today is that it's not the destination. It's the panties you're choked with along the way. (laughs) Basically. The real panties were the friends that we choked along the way. (laughs) (laughs) You can't pick your friend's panties to choke them with. <laughs> what if they have a wedgie? You can and pick your panties, but you can't pick your friend's What panties. if your friend has a wedgie and their arms are otherwise in use? I mean, that, <laughs> that's a true friend. If a true, a true friend would pull out a wedgie for you. Yes. Two panties, one choke. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this has been outstanding. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for being on here. Any parting words? No. Excellent. I can't recover from this. <laughs> I guess about wearing panties is what I've learned today. Oh. Well, there you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> ne- neither am I. But Well, I am. Oh, well, there you go. 
<laughs> I did promise I'd be here naked. You did say that, and I'm honestly a little let down. Uh, so long and good night. Uh, just, you know, check out the podcast that I occasionally do, What It's a Juggalo. Uh, you can find that wherever you get your podcast. Just search What It's a Juggalo. And we're on most of the platforms. Sometimes Podbean uh, gets a little funky, so maybe don't check Podbean, but check some of the other places. We should be there. Uh, I wish Podbean was better, but they want me to pay. I'm, I'm poor. Um, and you can find me on social media. What is a Juggalo podcast on Instagram? What is a Jug pod on Twitter? And um, underscore K-N-O-W, no underscore tomorrow so it's no tomorrow but it's like knowing tomorrow not like you know k-n-o-w um yeah with a bunch of underscores and uh yeah arrest the police uh at a rainbow and black on twitter perfect well as always i have been and probably still am the homie jiggles um you can find me on Instagram at the homie jiggles. That's J I G G L Z. I have a ton of stuff you can check out. Um, I have a link tree, just, just jiggles J I G G L Z on link tree. There's a link in my Instagram. You can check out my music page on Bandcamp. It's jiggles, or you could find it under gray note records. I've been putting up a bunch of my old music and still trying to get through it. Got a lot more to come. It's what? It slaps. It slaps. See, I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm 40 to 45. I don't know what that word means, but I will take it as a compliment. It means you're really cool. <laughs> Yo, right. I didn't know we were plugging ourselves right now. I can, I can show Oh, if you got video. something to plug, plug away, man. Like a mustard plug. Anybody? Uh, Anybody? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You like ska music. I'm Mushy Mustard on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I should get a link to because I have a bunch of different stuff. Although most of it's not ICP related, but um, I have a Twitter account. It's OOC ICP, out of context ICP. That I just post random ICP quotes on there. I don't use it very often anymore. Oh, I don't know that That's you? Yeah. Uh, I follow uh, you. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, a lot of people do, yeah. Also, I have a YouTube account called Other People's Music, where I just will post ICP songs and also sometimes other. Like I had a video where I was like showing all the samples they used in Toy Box, and that's a cool video. And my Twitter has links to some stuff. Uh, we should also plug the Discord group ICP with We Discord um, because we all go there. Yes, we all exist there. We are there right now. As fact and it's a great community of people and honestly you guys and everybody else on that discord are the reason that i'm doing this all my friends are podcasters yep so all my friends are podcasters well that anyway perfect okay well guys thank you so much for for being here and thank you for being a friend songs about killing and nut sacks and stuff. Hi, I'm Dustin. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm gonna have a fun ending this one. Oh my god.
god. Okay. <laughs> Man, this Eric guy just dumped these heavy questions on us and didn't even join the episode. 